It's time for an inside look at the most powerful motorsport on the planet. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro. Hey everybody, welcome to WFO Radio, a very special 12 noon edition on this beautiful Thursday. You know, I'm just playing with my Garlitz car, right? Like a good friend of mine got this way back in the day. And this is really what it's all about thinking about the sport of NHRA drag racing, drag racing in general that we talk about all the time on WFO radio. Well, today we have got the man himself, big daddy, Don Garland. It's going to go live Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, our WFO radio page, just seconds away. And we're going to talk international drag racing hall of fame, the induction ceremony, who's going in all of that really quickly. I want to tell you about the people who make it possible for me to do my show. And then we'll thank the people from the Hall of Fame. But we're talking about Total Seal Piston Rings and Samtech.edu. Talking about Frank Hawley. Speaking of legends at Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. And my friend Marvin Rodak, who roasts great coffee fresh per your order. These guys make it possible, along with the folks at Nitro Fish, for me to do this show. Without further ado, I need you to share. I need you to retweet. I need you to make it as big as possible because of this man, Big Daddy. Don Garlitz. Don, welcome back to WFO. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad to be here. Nice to see you. How are you this morning? I am great. I am actually very, very well. Excited to get back to the Gator Nationals, honestly. The last uh, the last year we were there, and I know you were going through some uh, tough times. Uh, rest in peace to your brother, Ed, of course. But um, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony last year went so well. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. We got to go back in September. And you got to see a car that looked, well, it was practically your car, go out and win the race. What was that like, watching Steve Torrance win in the Don Garlitz Swamp Rat? Well, first of all, it was really exciting when they unveiled the thing the March before, you know, and then the Gators were canceled. They had it at my shop, and and uh, start, we started the engine, and gosh, it was exciting. And they did such a fine job of uh, replicating the way the car looked. It's just much longer, you know, the, the modern fuel car. And then we went to the Gator Nationals in September, and it won the race, which was just double exciting. And then we're going to get a, the front half of that car. They've taken it off because they've wore it out, and we're going to take that to the museum and click those body panels on it, and that will be in over that center wall in back of the original Swamp Rat 14. So the whole thing is exciting, and the, the fans will love the way it's all going to be displayed. Which is, uh, you know, if you have never been to the Museum of Drag Racing, folks, you got to go. It's got to be part of your Gator Nationals plan, uh, if not this year, then a year in the future. But you were like a, a kid out there, Don. Like, you even put on your fire suit. Everybody was fired up. I got a photo. I snapped this photo of you, like, ready to go. What was going on? Were you going to kick Steve out of the seat? I was trying to get Steve to let me drive it, but he was afraid that, that would cause a lot of trouble. I mean, I wouldn't have any trouble driving it, but my license is expired, so it would be a bit of a technical problem. Yeah, exactly, right? Especially right in the middle of eliminations. But I loved the fact that you were so energized by the fact to me, and that's why they did it. Like, they love you. Like, drag racing loves you, and they want to show it, and they showed it in a big way, and, uh, I, you know, I just... I think we all benefited from that day. It was pretty good. And hopefully you got a surge of people at the museum. Well, the whole thing was just exciting. You know, we always do uh, large crowds during the Gator National because uh, the museum changes a little bit every year. And so people come down to see the Gators and it's just a small hop up here to the museum, uh, you know, 40 minute drive. And uh, we always have huge crowds during that period of time. And then it's exciting, of course, then the Hall of Fame takes place on Thursday night. So that's even more of the older group that come to the Hall of Fame. Then they get the chance to go to the Gators also. They always that one of the deals is they get tickets, you know, to the Gator Nationals as part of the perks. Oh, well, that's tremendous. And you know what? That's why we're, we're talking here today. A couple of years ago when Mr. Fry retired, you guys reached out to me as a Floridian. And I'm just honored to be able to do it. We got through last year and it was great. We had a fun time. And, you know, you say some of the older people, though, I got to tell you, there was pretty young crowd. The Bobby Lagana was there. We had a lot of fun. It was a good time. Uh, you know, Lee Beard inducted last year. He's not 
he wasn't that uh, terribly old, uh, right? Like, I think the crowd is trending younger as people who love drag racing realize, like, this International Hall of Fame is very important to pay the respects to those that came before. It was our 30th year, and, you know, I missed that show. I really hated that. I, my brother was dying at the time, and I was in hospice holding his hand. He died that night about midnight after the Hall of Fame banquet. So uh, it was a sad day in a way for me. He was in the Hall of Fame also, but uh, I just couldn't leave him. I just did, didn't feel like it was right. I, I needed to be there. Absolutely. Well, you did the right thing. There will be another Hall of Fame, and your brother had helped you, uh, you know, immediately like reading just the, the Garlitz brothers, right? Like you guys helped each other many times throughout the career. And while you're the, the name that got the driver, right? The driver always gets the, the rock star status, but without the people behind the driver, like doing the clutch, for instance, um, you would not have had that success. So I think you were in the right place. Yeah. Ed uh, did the clutch, uh, took the clutch in and out of the car all through those final years when I came back in the, in the nineties and also in 2000, he was right there on the program. So, uh, he was an integral part of, of course, we started together. We opened the first shop together in 1956 and it was just him and I were the only two working in the shop and my wife was in the office. That is awesome. And uh, the, the Pat Garlitz Memorial Award going out this year. People checking in from all around the world on Facebook and YouTube saying, what's up to Big Daddy? I'm flashing a couple of these things up on the screen. And I think it's great. Let's talk a little bit about who's going in this year. Like last year, we had a raucous group. Uh, you know, Roy Hill was awesome. I mentioned Lee Beard, but everybody was really fired up to be there. But also... You know, we kind of knew what was happening, right? Dealing with the pandemic, you not being there. Uh, we're a year later now, and we've got another new group going in, talking about John Austin and Brett Kepner, talking about the Logie brothers and Ace Manzo, 105 national event wins. The the uh, Bob and Shirley Sullivan talking about the pan, pandemonium funny car. And for our Australian drag racing friends, only the second Australian to go into the museum, uh, John Stomper uh, 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 Winterburn who basically helped to build Willowbank Dragway. My goodness, that's a good crowd. Yeah, well, we are the International Drag Racing Hall of Fame, and we try to put an international person in every year. So, it's uh, you know, the selectors are all from this country, but they, they do reach out across the ocean and get some strangers in there from the other countries every once in a while. And John Winterburn was definitely one of them that deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. And I don't know if I mentioned, you know, ticking off names. Sometimes you you skip one, uh, especially one as significant as Brett Kepner. I might have mentioned Brett, but maybe I didn't talk about a media personality telling the stories of you guys. Like without the people, the conduit between the masses and the racers and Brett Kepner, I don't know if there's anybody that knows more about the history of drag racing. Brett Kepner is a walking encyclopedia. There's nothing hardly you can ask him about the sport that he doesn't know, or at least a little something about it. It, it. It's amazing. You know, I shot a lot of television shows with him back in the day with Masters Entertainment, and I spent a lot of time with him. He is an incredible person. Yes, he is. And I've spent a little bit of time with Brett, and it's you know, honestly, it's intimidating because I've got the passion, passion through the roof. But like the historical knowledge of this happened at this moment, at this time, uh, that's uh, in, in amazing how it sticks. But you have that, too. You have that ability to retain detail. There's a little bit of trivia about Brett that but a lot of people don't know. He would come to these races and he would rent a particular Ford passenger car from the rental company. And then he would find a bracket race in the general area where they were running for money, where we were shooting our TV show. And he would take this Ford to that bracket race and win the money because he was so good at the reaction time. He'd make one run with the car and know just exactly what it would run within a hundredth of a second. And he could keep repeating that. And of course, in a bracket race, that's the whole deal. Leave first and be able to repeat. And he took thousands and thousands of dollars of bracket race money home from those local tracks everywhere we shot TV. And very few people knew he did that. 
I remember his Mr. Dirt columns. It was a mystery who he was back then. Some people knew, but yeah, he's a very talented guy and you guys are putting him in the hall, rightfully so. Uh, it's it's going to be great. Uh, Terry Cook going to get the Founders Award. Uh, you know, flag starter at Island Dragway back in the day was there for your 200 mile per hour run, editor of Hot Rod and Car Craft. That is a big deal. Speaking of people who help tell the stories. Yeah, Terry's been around the sport. He was editor of Hot Rod Magazine. He'd done everything. And, of course, his final big deal was that, uh, that uh, 50s party that he put on in New Jersey year after year. I used to find a lot of good cars there back in the swap meet. I found a good Woody car there, and I found one of my old racers there during one of those events. Swamp Rat uh, 6 was back there in the back, just almost the way I left it, except with a different paint job and engine. And uh, I, it was sad when he said, this is the last one I'm doing, but I was lucky enough to be there at that particular final event. That is fantastic. People from all around the world checking in, saying what's up. Craig Garland uh, saying what's up to you. Hello, Big Daddy. Uh, just people, you know, obviously loving the opportunity. The Logie Brothers. Uh, speaking of making it possible for people, uh, as I understand and through the research I've done, like they were the first to do like a uh, a string of chassis that are for sale to others, you know, like a chassis company that you can go to and get one of these Logie brother cars. And so many did Connie Coletta, Jack Chrisman, many others, you built your own cars, of course, but they through their process made it possible for more and more people to race. Well, the Logie brothers, a lot of people don't know this. When we went into the chassis business and started building them commercially, we bought the front ends and the roll cage kits from the Logie company to build the Garlitz cars back clear to 1964 till we got our own mandrel tubing bender. And we still bought those torsion bar kits until we got away from the kits in 1967 and didn't feel like we needed that much uh, cushion up front as the frame was becoming more flexible and became the spring. But the Logie supplied us all that stuff all those years. <laughs> and it just so happens, a lot of people don't know this either, the car that I got the name Big Daddy in was Connie Coletta's Logie Gaius Dragster 1962 at the U.S. Nationals, and I have that Logie car in the museum on display. We own it. Wow, that is fantastic. So you were in one of their cars when you got the nickname Big Daddy. That is a good piece of trivia right there. And that's why yeah, we're doing I won 180.36, which was the new world record on Gaius in that car. And that's why they gave me the name Big Daddy. Okay. How do you remember all this stuff? Let's get real here, Don. Everyone is impressed by your incredible memory, the details. That's the thing that everybody talks about behind your back. Like, how does this guy remember everything? And as much as your drag racing prowess and innovation is impressive, to me, as someone who tries to retain, that's incredible. You retain everything. How do you do it? Well, I keep my mind active. I'm always working on new projects and uh, I never have slowed down. I mean, even now when I'm not racing, I've, I'm flipping houses. I'm rebuilding houses over in over on the lake where I live and uh, buying them cheap when they're run down and fixing them up and re restore them and bringing them up to standards on the energy and air conditioning and everything. And all of that you gotta you gotta keep your mind active, and that's your mind is as important to stay active as your arm. Tie one of your arms up to your side and don't use it for a year and see what happens. And the brain is the same thing. You sit in front of a television and you think you're relaxing, and your brain is just going to mush at the same time. You've got to keep working. That's right. Except for WFO, which is okay to watch, guys. Just little short stints, little breaks, but definitely do a long time. You know, the Greek said the same thing, like just like you said it. Turn off the TV, do stuff, do real work, use your mind, use your brain. And he's another perfect example like you are, um, active, still in the middle uh, of everything. All right, Frank Manzo, 105 wins. My goodness, uh, to this day, competing at the highest level, he's going into the Hall, 17 World Championships. Well, I raced in a little different time. There was three major organizations at the time, NHRA, AHRA, and IHRA. And uh, I won one year. I almost won the triple crown. I just I came in second in NHRA in the World Championships and won the IHRA and AHRA. Come one little tiny click of being, winning all three associations in the same year. 
but you know, it was, it was so fun, much fun. In that particular year, uh, I was using a Donovan 392 aluminum engine and so was Kelly Brown. And it, the, you had this little rhyme going around. It says, Brown was one and Garlitz was two, but nobody bought a 392 because the 426 <laughs> was actually a better engine. It was a stronger engine. And even though we both, we were one and two in the world championships, they knew that the Keith Black engine was a little bit better. Got it. Got it. And I'm going to ask you about a little bit of that, but I do want to tell everybody out there the tickets are still available. This is going on March 11th and it's going to be at the Wyndham Garden in Gainesville. So if you're planning on going to Gainesville and you're thinking, my goodness, I would love to see this ceremony and uh, like literal drag racing history before my eyes, you can call the museum guys and still get tickets. Individual tickets are still available now, this year, with uh, dealing with the pandemic and limited crowd, you guys are taking some steps, and you've had masks donated, and you've had individual bottles of sanitizer for everybody. You guys are trying to keep people safe while also keep the history of drag racing going. I think that's admirable and really the reason we're able to do it. Yeah, we've reduced the table capacity in the room down to about 26 tables. That gives plenty of space around the tables for the the virus. And uh, I think we'll be real safe with whatever we, we're doing all the precautions that are necessary. And so there are a few seats left. You know, it won't be near as many people in the room as we generally have because of that. So uh, anybody that really would like to come, you should try to get a seat as soon as possible. Yes, absolutely. And it's amazing the stuff like, like like Roy Hill sponsoring the glasses this year. I've got a collection of these now, Don, and it's just awesome. You look at the names and you think about it. Um, I, I'm obviously thrilled and honored that you guys have invited me to come on board. But when I saw the Pat Garlitz Memorial Award winner, that hit home. Laura Earwood South or Laura South Earwood. Um Laura, big part of my drag racing career. She she ran West Palm Beach for Dick Moroso for many, many years. And I used to wear her out on the phone, man, like asking her questions, wearing her out. What can I do? What can I bring? We did an auto detailing business over there one time. Uh, that's got to be a very special award for you to give. Yes, it is. You know, Pat would have loved that. The Mopar came up with the idea and I re really was 100% for it. And uh, it it is, uh, we try to pick someone that, that Pat would have looked at and said, now that lady needs an award. And it's a, it's a type of a person who would never get into the hall of fame with all the big famous racers and sponsors and so forth. But this is a woman that's made a great contribution to the sport. And we try to pick a person like that every year. And Laura South certainly meets those qualifications. Absolutely. Like helped get the sport to its point. Uh, looking at the history of uh, John Tarzan Austin running over the road with TV, Tom, TV Tommy uh, running top fuel, of course. Don the Snake's got a new book. I don't know if you uh, read it or, or plan to, but a lot of talk about that era, right? The barnstorming, you know, TV Tommy, you, a lot of a lot about you in there. Uh, the parallels of your career, East Coast, West Coast, all of that stuff. Uh, I think it's cool that uh, Tarzan going into the hall. Yes, it is. You know, Tarzan is one of those unsung heroes of the sport. There's no way that Tommy Ivo could have did what he did without Tarzan. Tarzan drove the car for miles and miles and miles with no sleep. And, and TV Tommy was sleeping in the sleeper resting, you know, for the race the next day or two days later. And Tarzan was the guy that did the work. I mean, now Tommy did work on the car, but all of the hard work and the driving was done by John Tost, Tarzan Austin. And, uh, Finally, the, the selectors all got to thinking about it and they said, you know, he ought to be in the Hall of Fame. I said, you're right. He certainly should. And so it's a shame he's not going to be able to come because he's got dementia and he's got traveling problems. He, 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 someone would have to actually bring him here and it just can't be done because he's way out in Northern California. But I talked to him on the phone and he was he knew who I was and he was really overwhelmed that he was getting the award. And so we're really happy for Tarzan. Wow. No, I, I am too. And um, thinking about those early days, the driver, like you just, you just nailed it. Just getting to the track, there was no GPS. You didn't bring it up on your phone. You're using maps and atlases, and maybe there wasn't even a road. 
Um, just getting there, just the travel alone, forget about the cars and the racing and the performance, just getting there had to be a real challenge. Barnstorming hour after hour. I agree. Hall of Fame worthy. Well, you got to remember something. Ivo and I would race on Wednesday night, move 500 miles away, race Friday night, move another 500 miles, move Saturday night, and then probably two or 300 miles and do a Sunday race. And then rest and repair the car and do it all over again. This was real common. And we did it for years and years. And a lot of people don't even realize it. But that's really how I got the most famous. I went everywhere. It's called barnstorming. I actually physically saw the people and met thousands and thousands of people face-to-face, -face, just like Tommy Ivo. Tommy Ivo got more famous drag racing than he did in the movie business. Yes. Yeah. TV Tommy, right? Like, uh, I know him from drag racing, not from the, the, the TV show. And the final inductee I want to mention, the pandemonium funny car, Bob and Shirley Sullivan out of Kansas City, get credit for like maybe the first funny car. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. And you were there for the whole transition. You're a top fuel guy, of course, but you watched it happen. They're going into the hall. Yeah, I watched the Sullivans right from the very beginning. I remember when Bob Sullivan had an injected Chrysler and then he put the supercharger on. It was a real super duper looking thing with the back tail section, like a, a sprint car. And I went to visit the Sullivans after they had uh, retired many years later, and he still had the car out in his garage. It needed a little, some TLC and some, you know, minor cosmetics. And he said, how would you like to have this car for the museum? And oh my God, it brought a tear to my eye. What a beautiful car. It's one of our prized possessions. And then later he was put in the hall of fame and they put his wife, you know, not the, the, his wife and him are both going in because Shirley worked on the car just like he did. And then later when the funny car deal, you know, cropped up, he was one of the very first ones that had a funny car, but the pandemonium name stuck with him from the very beginning. And what I have in the museum is pandemonium one. And I don't really know what the final numbers were, but they got up there because he had a lot of them. That's a great name. We always talk about names coming back to drag racing. People love names of cars. You know, the monster truck world kind of stole that from us a little bit, but um, it started in drag racing, of course. Um, the people who are making it possible, I see you wearing your Summit Racing hat. Like, you know, we, we can't list like every sponsor, but we can certainly list a couple of them. Like, for instance, Masters Entertainment and NHRA, IHRA, uh, Amato Properties, SEMA, Rockingham Dragway, National Parts Depot, Leo Mel still helping out, Stewart Cycles. Uh, like you've got a lot of people that are in on this. They want to keep it going. Roy Hills Drag Racing School. Um, you know, I don't imagine it's too hard to keep people involved in keeping the sport of drag racing going, especially this. No, the sponsors have been really good to us, and, and they like ourselves. We don't make a lot of money off of it, considering the amount of time that's put into the Hall of Fame. But it's the idea of honoring these people who never really got any publicity because then back in the day, there was no real publicity for the sport. But these are the people that laid the groundwork and the foundation for what we all enjoy today. And without them, we wouldn't have this sport. And so they deserve the honor, and a lot of people – understand that and that's why they support us you know it doesn't nobody makes any money off of it when they buy you know summit buys the rings they're not making anything off of it. they're losing money but they believe in the sport and they believe what we're trying to do and that's what it's all about absolutely no i i love it once again folks uh tickets are available call the museum you know, call the Museum of Drag Racing and uh, get in on it. I will be there. It is going to be fun. It is going to be great. All right, Don, a couple of things about uh, the current uh, the current universe. All right, some people emailed some questions uh, yesterday, and uh, Jeff saying, hey, from Bakersfield, big. But uh, one guy reached in, and he, he said to me, he's like, ask Don if he's got any specific Bakersfield March Meet memories. Anything that, you know, I'm sure you've got a lot of them, but is there one that comes to the top? Well, the 1965, because that was the Bakersfield of all Bakersfields, with 120 top field dragsters entered. They ran a 64-car field on Saturday, which I won, and that gave you the right to set out the 32-car field on Sunday, and the winner of the 32-car field raced the winner of the 64-car field, and that was the overall winner of the whole event. And then they had even 
a Constellation 16-car field on Sunday for the people that didn't make the 32-car field. And my car, the Swamp Rat 8, with a brand-new Hemi engine, was runner-up to James Warren in that. And I walked out of there with $7,500 of virtual fortune in 1965, and it was the biggest drag race in the world. And it did show the world that drag racing had arrived, and it, a lot of promoters got the idea about how to make money with drag racing by being at that 1965 U.S. Fuel and Gas Championships. That is fantastic. Uh, we talked about the Steve Carr and the warming it up at the uh, at the start of the show, and just the Capco team, like you know Bobby and Dominic. You know what happened to Dominic, but you also know that Dominic is back walking, and he showed up to work the other day, and like that that story has been completed. But um, they really go out of their way uh, to to show respect to all of the elders in the sport. But at the same time, you got Richard Hogan, who is you know on the Garlitz tree, right? Who is out there dominating the sport right now. If it was a football coach, like you, you deserve some of that credit. Like it's the lineage of Garlitz. And when that car pulls to the starting line and it's idling rich and everything, I think about the swamp rat cars. When you see the Capco team and you think about what they've done, you must feel connected to it. Well, there's a lot of things, a lot you don't know about that. Richard Hogan, his father was, Charlie the King Hogan. And when I was a kid, Charlie was unbeatable. He was the guy that everybody set his sights on. And for years, we just had to take back seat to him. And uh, he's gone now. And I'll tell you what, I guarantee you that he's really proud of that boy, Richard, because he went all the way to the top. And uh, I couldn't be prouder. He, he, he started working for me. He just walked in the shop one day and said, have you got anything I can do? I said, yep, there's a broom right over there. Let's start cleaning up the floor. And Richard started right there sweeping the floor at Sefton, Florida. And then my crew chief walked in the shop. We were getting ready to leave the next day for the HRA championship in West Salem, Ohio. And he said, I got to have double money or I ain't going. I said, you ain't going. He said, what are you going to do for a crew chief? I said, Richard, you're the new crew chief. <laughs> and we went straight to West Salem and won the race. And Richard was on his way. That's awesome. Well, and now just like really clicking off history, what he's been able to do. And uh, he, he says that you guys speak after every win. And I think that is uh, tremendous and exciting. You know, Garlitz, current, relevant, involved in modern NHRA drag racing. I'm wondering if you could share a story that I heard that you, you told it. I heard you tell it and it made me laugh. And I love for my audience to laugh. And you told this at one of the Mopar uh, racer appreciation events at the Big Go, maybe three years ago. And it was about the Hemi versus, I think, the 440. And you were at a table with Chrysler executives. And they were, like, debating maybe getting rid of the Hemi. And one of the, one of the engine specialists was a German guy. And he said something about connecting the two engines using a clutch and revving them up and throwing the, the – can you tell that story? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, this is 1961. They invited me up to the factory to meet all the engineers and show me the new 413 wedge motor that was coming out in the um, Max Wedge cars. And they were they gave me one of the Max Wedge cars to run in super stock. And so we had lunch, and it was uh, the some of the new young engineers, which were the Ram Chargers, and we're at this lunch, but also the old German that had done most of the engineering work on the early Chrysler starting in 1951, which was now been discarded in 1958 for, in lieu of this 413 wedge engine. And they were talking about the wonderful torque that the 413 made and all of this stuff, you know, and I just, finally, I couldn't stand it anymore. And I said, I tell you what, you guys build the toughest, wedge engine that you can possibly build whatever you want to do to it and i'll build a 392 hemi and we'll hook them together with this great big multi-disc clutch and we'll put them whatever rpm you want yours and i'll put mine at rpm and we'll let the clutch out and see what happens and uh everybody was real quiet and the little german guy said i will tell you what will happen the Hemi will turn the veg engine backwards. <laughs> exactly. 
get a laugh. They all laughed because it was funny, but it was the truth. Well, exactly. And that's what resonated with me and why I carry those little stories with me. Like, right, all the stuff that we never get to hear. Uh, People asking uh, if the museum is open. I assume the museum is open. Yes, it is. We are only closed two months by law. And then when as soon as they allowed us to open up, we open up and we're we got decent crowds. We're not losing any money. We're not making a lot of money, but at least we're not losing any. And that's the main thing, because we always kept a little reserve. You know, I'm real conservative. I, I don't believe in spending all the money just because it's in the bank. I know there might be something might happen. And sure enough, something did happen in 2020 that it put a lot of people under many of my friends and their businesses went under during this thing. And I don't know how that's ever going to come out, but the museum is alive and well, we got enough uh, visitors to pay the bills and have just a little leftover. So we're good. And I'm real happy about that. And I thank God for that. Absolutely. And we're going to try to drive more people there. If you're going to the Gator nationals, you got, it's just a mandatory stop. It's 40 minutes. It's no big deal. What about the electric dragster, Don? Uh, that was something we tracked with you for a long time. How's that project going? I know you had been on a quest to go to 200, a gentleman named. Well, Steve- it was, uh, I was very disappointed that, you know, John Huff got the 200 ahead of me, but he worked hard on it. And I ran into a lot of glitches with, especially with the COVID we couldn't get to the tracks. We couldn't get the team together. And then right at the very end, the batteries failed. And and so I, it's kind of on the back burner right now. We're, I don't know what I'm going to do. There's a big battery breakthrough been made. You know, the batteries will never be the same when this new battery hits the market. It's so much better than everything we've got. Uh, just to give you an idea, in, in a passenger car, it's going to increase the range to well over a thousand miles without a charge. The battery will be able to be charged a hundred thousand times and it'll charge in five to six minutes. Uh, no longer than it takes to put gasoline in your tank and you have no idea what that'll do. The big thing that will hold up the electric car at that point will be the grid. The grid just isn't big enough and strong enough to take care of everybody having an electric car. But they'll work on that. And I'll tell you something else they're going to have to do. If they change to electric cars overall, they better build some more coal and gas or an oil-fired uh, generating plants because the wind turbines and the solar ain't going to get it. Yeah, <laughs> it no, will not, not be I- enough power to have everybody have electric cars. But we will probably, you especially, will probably live to see the major portion of the automobile being electric. It's just, it's just as much as we love internal combustion engines, they'll always be here for a certain amount, but there's going to be electric cars. The technology is what it is. This new battery is, it, it's, it doesn't have need all the rare materials. It doesn't have the terrible toxic waste and it'll, it'll last the life of your car. Probably even go to another car from one car to the next. So wow. this is, everything will have this, even your computers will have this new battery technology it's called quantum glass. And it's quantum an unbelievable glass. breakthrough in technology. And, and I, I really, that's one other reason I kind of slowed down because I'd like to get one of these batteries in the electric dragster in the Swamp Rat 38 because it, it I could, we probably charge it here at the shop and go to the track and re- make all the runs and won't even need a charge. Wow. So uh, this is what we're looking for. And we get something like that, then uh, there'll definitely be electric dragsters in drag racing. There'll be probably a couple of classes for them. Well, I hope so. I, I mean, I just want people who are innovators and tinkerers to have some place to race with us. So all you got to do is give me the name of the company making the battery and the stock ticker symbol today, Don, and I will be uh, very happy. <laughs> I, I wish I could do that because if I knew that I'd be at the stockbroker right now buying all the stock in it, I could. That is a that is that is a secret that's probably as bad as the atomic bomb because if you get if you get it on that, you're going to be on in, on the ground floor of something better than Google or Amazon, Facebook, any of that. I, if you had ten thousand dollars in this battery company. You wouldn't have to worry about ever about your retirement because this battery will be powering everything. It will completely change our way of life. 
trust me this is this is uh and they got it the, the battery's real there it is you heard it folks big daddy don garlic's dropping stock tips sort of on wfo <laughs> radio uh don any final thoughts anything you want to say to the folks out there is this your first live stream interview you know a, a career of historic first have you done live streaming i know you've been on the phone line with us many times you've done a lot of video stuff but what about live streaming to the folks out there I love it. It's it's great. And um, I hope there's a lot of people out there. hope they're enjoying it as much as I am. Well, that's great. I am thrilled that you did it. And, uh, you know, people saying what's up. They've been to the gift shop. Yeah, I think I've got something from the gift shop. Check this out, Don. Look at that poster. National Challenge 1977. That's oh, you. Oh, like, my God. I remember you, that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that was in like a, a reproduction that that's the thing is it was willed to me by a big fan of yours. He gave yeah, it to I, me. I don't know if it's a reproduction or not either. It could be, uh, you know, but let's pretend it's, it's real. Let's just kind of go with the fact that it's legit. And until someone calls me on it, uh, we'll do that. But I really appreciate you coming on. I really love being involved with the uh, international drag racing hall of fame. I hope people go out there, call you guys at the museum, get some tickets Thursday before Gainesville. It's the 11th of March and we're going to have ourselves a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, any final thought for the fans out there as we get ready for another Gator nationals and maybe a pick to win in top fuel. Well, you know, it, it just, you know, you got to go on with your life. We, you know, we can't, I mean, the COVID, we just can't let it rule our lives. We gotta we gotta face up to the fact that life goes on, the economy goes on. And if you know the fact of the matter is there's only fifty-seven thousand more people died in twenty twenty than died in twenty nineteen when they didn't have the COVID. So it isn't as bad as they're saying because even the Center for Disease Control admitted that only about 6% of the reported deaths were actually COVID. Right. And the rest like, they would have died like, anyway because they had other things that were seriously wrong with them. And they just called it COVID. And we've got to realize that there's been a lot of. Oh, we've frozen up, Don. They got him, right? Don, you've frozen up. If Fall I'm good on and get now you're back. Well, excellent. Don, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on WFO Radio. Now you're back. You, you froze thank up you. a little bit, the internet. Thank you for spending time with us, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks, and we're going to have ourselves a good time. you got to do double because of, uh, obviously, your family situation last year. We're going to make sure you have fun. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Joe. Take care. There he goes. Big Daddy, baby, going WFO. I absolutely love it. And uh, all you fans out there, put your comments in the comment section and we will uh, read them momentarily. But once again, go to, uh, you know, the web and find the Museum of Drag Racing and call them. And if you want to get tickets and tickets are, for my money, very reasonable for the night of entertainment you're going to get to witness drag racing history. And it's eventually going to be broadcast on television. The folks at Masters Television and Dave Dobson and uh, everybody, Ted Jones, they, they make sure to put it on a network where people can watch a little bit after the fact. But you want to be there, baby. You want to be there and see Garlis. There's a lot of fun things that happened uh, last year. Fast Jack Beckman was there. Uh, just so many greats. And this year with uh, Brett Kepner and Bob and Shirley Sullivan and John Tarzan, Austin, Terry Cook, Laura South, Frank Manzo, the Logie brothers, uh, Stomper Winterburn, all going in. It is going to be a big time. And they got a lot of great sponsors. And NHRA is there. And everybody is there. And I'm there. And I got to go get fitted for a tux. But there you go. All right. Uh, the people who make it possible for me to do my show, like this show, doesn't happen by accident. I've got sponsors, too. And please take note. Please take note. Talking about Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology, TotalSeal.com. If you can't get it sealed up, you can't make power. It's as simple as that. Total Seal doing a great job. And SamTech.edu, the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology, the next generation, people who aspire to be an innovator like Don Garlitz. Now there's like a place to go to get some basic knowledge. Uh, also, Marvin Rodak, he loves drag racing and roasts coffee. Simple as that. Marvin Rodak loves drag racing, roasts coffee. Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. March 19th, they got a dragster adventure down there. You can drive a dragster. 
Nitro Fish Racing, where you get the WFO Radio 10th Anniversary T-shirts. You know, they're like on their third run of WFO 10th Anniversary T-shirts. The one with me on the back doing the wheelie with the microphone. It says wide something open. There's smoke over it. So you really don't know exactly what it says. It's kind of a big mystery. Nobody really knows exactly what it says. It's very difficult to determine. It's like, why? What is, it could be anything. WFO, get yourself a WFO Radio t-shirt. Uh, we're currently out of stock on the masks, but they got them. So if you want your WFO Radio face covering, go to Nitro Fish Racing. I talked to Randy Lynn. She said she threw in a mask for the t-shirt. So, you know, does that always happen? I don't know. I don't know. All right. The stress levels are coming down because while Don was not in total high definition clarity, his audio was flawless. And so I'm calling it a win. Let's see what the comments say. Comment section. What are the final comments in the comment section uh, going to be for the folks out there uh, on WFO radio? And look at us. We're done before one o'clock today on a Thursday. So I can head into the office and I can go to the men's warehouse and get a tuxedo fixed, fitted. Right now that I've lost all this weight and I'm fit as a fiddle. Everybody's talking about it. Don't you know? They, they are not. All right. Let's see what everyone's got to say. What's up, y'all? WFO. Yesterday, we had Quinn Hauf and Al Garcia talking NASCAR in Miami. Dixie Vodka 400. I'd, I'd check out that interview. It was pretty cool. Let's see. Um, let's start here. Let's start here. Big Daddy, you'll always be the king of dragsters and innovations. Yeah, I totally agree. Kathy, thank you, Big Daddy. Marcus, we love you, Don. We do. Thank you, Don. I'm guessing that's my dad. I have no idea, but I'm guessing that's my dad. Mike Cage says, you can't say stuff like that. The government don't want that. Ah, you know, like, listen, there's a lot of opinions out there. And, you know, I think we got to aggregate them and think about them all. And every opinion has value. And we sort it out. I'm going to be safe. And obviously, they're giving out sanitizer. There's, there's smart behavior. And then there's reckless behavior. And you do smart behavior. He said, learn how to live with it. What does that mean? For me, it means... I wear a mask when I go out and I use hand sanitizer all the time and I'm washing my hands and thinking about it because I didn't just go through a whole year of this chaos to get zapped at the very end of it. Know what I mean? That's Joe's opinion and not the opinion of anyone else. Just me. Mark says, great show today. Thank you. Max says, great show. It was. It's Don Garlitz. How could it not be great? Jeff says, awesome show. Phil, go for Joe. Great show. Using Courtney's joke. That's fine. Thank you, Joe. Please keep up the great interviews. Tom, that's our intent. As we roll into the World Door Slammer Nationals next weekend, as we roll into the Gator Nationals the following weekend, if you're out there watching this for the very first time, like our Facebook page, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe and click the bell, follow us on Twitter and all of our social media, and the website is the best place to get to all of it. Go to WFORadio.com. All kinds of good stuff. Monica, fantastic show today. Always love hearing the legends. I got another legend that I got to reach out to. I got him. I got to do it. Thanks, Joe. You're talking with Don was cool. Yes. Well, I could have talked with him all day long. Like, that's the thing. I've got the Don Garlitz is a busy man thing on my mind. And I, you know, I wanted to keep it limited. I felt like I told him 20 minutes. We went 40 minutes. So. But the guy. We could ask a thousand stories. We could ask literally a thousand stories. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. And he would, and he does, and he retains it all. How does he do it? Quantum glass batteries become a reality and propel electric vehicle market forward. Panasonic, Alberta. You are the man, Brenwald, except not really. Big mistake, Brenwald, because that is the kind of thing that you're supposed to share with me privately. You know what I mean? Know what I mean? Steve, privately, Steve. Got to get in ahead of everybody else, Steve. Next thing you know, we're going to be called up for one of those congressional hearings. Greg Lubin, Gar, exactly. Great show, Joe. Thank you for your interview with Don Garlitz. Thank you for everything you do for our sport of drag racing. And also myself, guys, this is not just for drag racing. I'm trying to make a living. I genuinely believe that there is enough interest in the sport of drag racing and these cars and these people uh, as an enter standalone entertainment to make a living and grow it and not only uh, survive, but thrive. So it's not just for drag racing. It's for me, too. Trying to make a living doing this. Let's see. Are you seeing YouTube comments? Yeah, I'm seeing the YouTube comments, Derek. I saw uh, several of your questions. Didn't see any displayed. Yeah, you're on there. I asked a couple. Let's support all of our sponsors. Uh, right. I can tell you that there are several that are heavily involved with the, you know, when I got asked 
to be the host of the International Drag Racing Hall of Fame ceremony. I was honored and frightened all at the same time because it's a it's a anything Bob Fry did right before you, right? That's a challenge. I did it, my own spin, did the best I could, got invited back. That's the goal again. Make it fun. Make it about the inductees. Respect for the moment. And if you have yet to get tickets and you're going to be in Gainesville Thursday night before the Gator Nationals, March 11th, do it. It's held at the uh, Wyndham Garden. And you can get your tickets by going to uh, call in the museum. Jenny and uh, Chuck are there. They're like waiting. They're waiting. They're looking at the phone, waiting, ready to pick it up. Great show. Enjoyed Ignition also. Been listening Monday nights. Wow. So you're one of the first uh, go around. Most people listen to Ignition Tuesday morning. The Ignition show is job one on Ignition. Have fun. Blow off steam. Talk radio style. Talk about the gripes and the issues of the day. Fun. Funny. Comedy. Easy with results, NASCAR results, and talking about our favorite sport. Plus, the Patreons, people who pay, they get um, they get access to watch live where everybody else has to listen to the podcast. And we got a new Patreon the other day. Thank you very much. Welcome to the new Patreons, secret members. Top five WFO shows. Great job. Wow. Well, someone's going to have to keep that list because the other day, someone said that was one of the best ever. And someone said the Leah show was one of the best ever. And someone said the Tobler show. So, like, that's our last five shows. We're coming in hot. In 21, baby, WFO, I was going to say you look thin. Well, yes, I have. I've lost a lot of weight. I'm doing the keto. Thank you very much. I'm starving myself. Blech. That's not happening. That's bad joke, Joe. Bad joke. No jokes about bulimia. Not good. I am controlling my intake and I'm moving around more. And I am doing the keto. No carbs, no sugar. Great show, Joe. You need to have Big Daddy on again. Uh, one show with him is not enough. He's in our archive many times. And I tweeted out on our YouTube channel, we've got a sit-down interview with him from PRI 2011 in Orlando. Garlitz for like 40 minutes talking about drag racing history, sitting next to a much younger me. And I tweeted it out, and it got zero retweets. Say what? Zero retweets? It's us sitting at a table, got a background thing. Highly, highly informative talking about the courage why garlets why did people feel like they could get into these rickety crafts that you're making and be safe and he lays it all out something that has stuck with me forever that you know the world i, I use it on my walking tour these guys were just dodging bullets from the nazis for years and the japanese dodging bullets they came back they had no fear they exhausted all their fear they survived what real fear was. Now they wanted to live and love and have fun. And they built these cars because they loved it. It was amazing. That's on YouTube. It's in our Twitter feed. Go retweet it after you retweet this. Lex June, follow us. WFO, follow WFO. Lex June, Lex and Gerda. What's up, Lex? How you doing? Joe, I'd love to hear Connie Coletta. Connie Coletta's not doing any more interviews. Brian Lone's got the last Connie Coletta interview like two years ago, and they made a big deal. No more interviews for the Radman. Happy birthday, Connie, by the way. Um, you know, I respect it. That's why I don't really ask the legends. Scarlett's is coming on here because we're talking about the Hall of Fame. That's what we're talking about. Connie Coletta does not have a Hall of Fame. Connie Coletta's got all these great drivers. He's got great crew chiefs. Todd Smith's been in the studio. Like we've got so many people that are connected to Connie Coletta. Now, I do think that I bring something very unique to the table when it comes to interviewing people. And I also think that I have shown and demonstrated over the years, literally 20 plus years and thousands upon thousands of in-depth interviews. I think that I bring out something different than most other interviewers, but that is not for me to say. You know, that's why I have WFO, because what other people say doesn't matter. The only thing that matters on W. OK, enough. Joe, you're the right guy for the job. man. Always. Whatever the job is, send it. Uh, the Ignition Show is always fun. Thank you very much. If I think if we took life advice from Big Daddy, we would have made it. Well. Conservative financially. OK, be frugal. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the actual details but i know that a lot of people go over their heads and that's good advice to not go over your head moderation balance innovation 
There's no one person that you take all their advice. Big Daddy's got a whole lot of good advice. Whole lot of good advice. Let's see. Oh my gosh. Hey, Joe. And what am I oh my goshing? Because that's too long, man. You got to edit. But I'll go through it. Hey, Joe, maybe more talk on NHRA today with the season fast approaching. Big Daddy, a legend for sure. More talk on NHRA today, like modern NHRA. My dad helped him out at Milan Dragway many decades ago by taking time today to celebrate the life and career of NASCAR 28 Davey Allison via YouTube, as today marks what may have been his 60, 60th birthday. Well, thank you very much, Facebook user. I uh, agree, Davey Allison, and I think a, a lot about the people that we have lost along the way, Davey being one of them. Of course, the Alabama gang, originally from Hialeah, Florida, and uh, we have a connection down here to the Allisons. Like, we still claim them a little bit. And if I was ever going to start a South Florida Motorsports Hall of Fame, along with Daryl and Jerry Gwynn, the Allisons would be, like, in the first class. And I think we should have it. Ralph Sanchez, all, all the greats. Uh, I am the best. No, but one. One of. Maybe you could get Connie if you paired him up with Big and Snake. Uh, yeah, no, what I would want is I would want... Uh, Caramassini's, Coletta, and Garlitz in a room together, and I would just kind of hand them topics to discuss, and one is the first 200-mile-per-hour run. 200-mile-per-hour run, who was first begin? That's what I would do. That's the kind of stuff. You know, we have limited budget here on WFO. There are others. They're going to steal that idea now. It's okay. It's Connie. All right, and there it is. Thank you very much for joining me early in the day. We're going to send you out by 1 o'clock into the world. Share, retweet, repost send this everywhere the problem with the legends is their social media prowess isn't quite as strong as the modern era drivers because all the hardcore fans the fans who love them aren't heavy into social i've seen it i've seen it with prudhomme when he comes on the guy's a legend but it doesn't always get the most intense social traffic because all the people that loved him they're not that big into the social. So we need all the younger folks out there to pay a little homage to the legends today and share, retweet, repost Big Daddy Don Garlis for me. Let's show the world what the legends are all about. The 2021 International Drag Racing Hall of Fame. Garlitz, mid-80s, still sharp as ever, and I'm super excited about it. March 11th, Gainesville, Florida. Wyndham Garden, which is a nice place. Also, there's a Facebook page for the museum and the Hall of Fame. And also, you can go to garlets.com. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Congratulations to the inductees, both last year and this year. Here's last year. And here's this year. And I'm real interested to see what Brett Kepner has to say. Me being like a, a media guy. Brett Kepner is a deserving media guy. You know, all you drag racers out there, you got to remember, without the media guys, who'd know? All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Archive is loaded. All kinds of great content. Facebook, YouTube, and otherwise. Thanks to Don Garlitz. Thanks to everyone at the museum. See you in a couple weeks. All right, everybody. Have a great day. WFO. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO.